Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, good evening, everybody. Thank and praising God for his honor, his glory tonight. We give him all the honor and all the glory, for we know it's but by his grace and mercy that we yet be. I thank God for all of you that are joining in tonight and sharing the study with us. And if any time while we're doing the study you'd like to have uh, some input, just identify yourself and let us know, and we'll give you space to um Speak you've learned from the word or how you've interpreted it. I'm going to ask my husband, Minister Orr, if he will join, open up the prayer tonight. We're going to be reviewing chapter five and six, and then we're going to do, and then we're going to uh, start with chapter seven. So I hope you got your pencils and papers together, your notebooks, and we're going to start right now in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again, God. That's another opportunity, God. Lord, to stand and to give your name and praise, God. And God, even now, God, we pray, God, that you, God, will continue, God. Lord, to have your way even in the Bible study, God. Lord, give us the words to say, God, that we, God, will do all that you assign to our hands, God. And God, we just want to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Because, God, we know, God, that you're able to do all, God. And, God, we pray that you will give us wisdom and knowledge tonight, God. Lord, to feed your people, God, and to say it, that, that you have us to say, God. And, God, we pray even in the Bible study, God, that some soul will be touched, God, to let them know, God, that it's time to give all back into you, God. Because, God, we know, God, and without you, we can't do nothing, God. But, God, we give all glory and honor back into you, God. And, God, we ask you, God, that you, God, would just continue, God, to use your people, each and every one that's on the line tonight, God. Lord, to do all that is assigned to your hands, God. And, God, that we, God, will be boldly before you, God, willing to do all, God, not our will, but your will, God. And we're thanking you you, God, we're thanking you. All we can do is thank you, God, because you're so good and you're so merciful, God. And God, tonight, God, let the night, God, be a night that we, God, will do all that you have us to do in the fullness. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen, amen. We thank God for that prayer tonight and thank God for all of you tuning in tonight. Our minister Chapman will be on the line tonight, but she will not be... Uh, participating based on recently having some oral surgery. She's unable to talk clearly, so we're going to send out a prayer mm-hmm. for her tonight yeah. that God will give her strength in her recovery. Okay. Now, for Chapter 5 and Chapter 6, you guys had a chance to sit back and read over those again. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of questions. I want to see if you can answer them for me. Now, Chapter 5, as we know... We went back and we talked about it and uh, we discussed it. And the tests are going to be sent out this week for five, six, and possibly seven. So I want to do a little review before we go out. Now, in Chapter 5, there were certain questions 
at the, that I wanted you to make sure you understood. And the first one is, I want you to tell me the chapter, which we know would be chapter 5 in this case, and the verse in which the answer is found. What kind of man should they seek? What kind of man should the people of God seek? Chapter 5. A righteous man. Okay, what chapter, what verse is it? Verse 1. And read it to us. Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem, and see now, and know, and seek in the broad places thereof, if ye can find a man, if there be any that executeth judgment, that seeketh the truth, and I will pardon it. Amen, amen. Very good. Second chapter, second, that's for everybody that didn't get that, is chapter 5 of Jeremiah, the first verse. Second question is, what was the Lord going to bring on Israel? What was the Lord going to bring on Israel? In chapter 5. Um, Chapter 5, verse 9 says, Shall I not visit for these things? Said the Lord, and shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? Nope, that's not the correct one. Okay. What was the Lord going to bring on Israel? Was it it vengeance? Uh, uh, Well, chapter 5, verse 15 says, Lo, I will bring a nation upon you from far. O house of Israel, said the Lord, it is a mighty nation. It is an ancient nation, a nation whose language thou knowest not, neither understandeth what they say. Is that all of it? Their quiver is as an open sepulchre. They are almighty men, and they shall eat up thine harvest and thy bread, which which thy sons and thy daughters should eat. They shall eat up thy flocks and thine herbs. They shall eat up thy vines and thy fig trees. They shall impoverish thy fenced cities wherein thou trusted with the sword. I hope you're taking notes. The second, uh, for number two, the answer is chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. And uh, the third question for chapter 5 is how did the prophets prophesy? Oh. Very important. How did the prophets prophesy? The prophets prophesied falsely. And the, and the priests bear rule by their means, and my people love to have it. And have it so, and what will you do in the end thereof? They, um, that's chapter, that's Jeremiah chapter 5 and verse number 31. Exactly. Go for it, Jane Jones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In chapter 6, you have also, you have four questions. Okay. Chapter 6. Um, first question is, what was the attitude of Jerusalem to the word of the Lord? 
Chapter 6. What was the attitude of Jerusalem to the word of the Lord? Okay. Uh, First. Let me. Tick tock. I hear it. Stop. Okay, for uh, time's sake, chapter 6, verse 10 says, To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised, and they cannot hearken. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach. They have no delight in it. The answer for the first one is chapter 6, verse 10. Okay. Um, now, second question is, to what were all the people given? To what were all the people given? Tick, top, tick. Top. <laughs> Anyone got the answer? Did yes. y'all read chapter six? Yes. Um. But they were given watchmen. Uh, what verse are you coming from? You gotta give me the verse. Uh, verse seventeen. Nope, that's not the answer. Okay. Verse twenty-one. Nope. That's not the answer. So what is the question then? The question is, to what were all the people given? Um, from the least of them, 13, for right. from the least of them, even unto the greatest, to them everyone is given, to the covetousness. The covetousness. Covetousness, thank you, honey. From the prophet, even unto the priest, everyone dealeth falsely. Amen. That's correct. The answer is chapter 6, verse 13 for number 2. Number 3, what were their attitudes when they committed abominations? Uh, 6.15 says, were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed, neither could they blush. Therefore, they shall fall among them that fall at the time that I visit them. They shall be cast down, saith the Lord. Amen. Very good. Very good. Now, the last question. For what does the Lord instruct us to ask? For what does the Lord instruct us to ask? Chapter 6. It, uh, 6.16 said, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old path, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. Excellent, excellent. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm 
in the word there for a moment, but y'all came through. Thank God. I praise God for that. Okay, now we're going to start in um, chapter 7. Now, chapter 7, um, we have 34 verses, and we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 people online that are going to participate tonight as panel members. So I'm going to ask that... Uh, each of you will take uh, five verses. Someone will come short with the last one. And then we're going to have you explain what you read before going on to the next reading. So who wants to start first? Uh, Minister Orr. Word, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Stand in the gates of the Lord's house and proclaim there the words and say here, the words of the Lord, all ye Judah, and that enter at, <clears throat> at these gates to worship the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the Lord of Israel, amend your ways and, and, <clears throat> and your doing, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Trust ye not lying words, saying, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. But if ye thoroughly amend your ways and do, if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and your neighbor. Okay, in this, it was saying like, Jeremiah was, uh, the Lord sent Jeremiah to the temple, to the gates, to confront, to, to confront the false believers. That the Lord will not let them let them harm them if they be in the temple. Jeremiah rebuked the <coughs> Jeremiah rebuked the people then for the ethnic religious because and their idols because they was rather, they were serving idols rather than God and was not ashamed of the and he was ashamed of their behaviors and their and the leaders in Jerusalem and Judah. Now he was saying that he was ashamed of them because he wanted them to give up their ways and do what God wanted them to do. Uh, the idea that people were continuously coming and worship and regarding their worship for God, it was a it was a worship that God would not accept. Again, the Holy the Holy Ghost is, was calling them, and was calling because they dwell in the place of Israel, and they refused to heave. The temple was the word of God, and the, and the men of Judah and Jerusalem had idol pride in them. They believed their city was sure and wouldn't be harmed because they are the temple. Saying that repentance could not only be accepted if if they would only change. And it was also saying, like in the temple, they were saying uh, the temple entrance was a perfect place in front of people and their biggest problem regarding in their cities would be protected and there would, and the religious would be saved. Uh, would be saved. Would excuse me. Would save them. I'm getting my little words uh, a little tied up. 
but he would never let the temple be destroyed. And they believed that the temple would never be destroyed because, but Jeremiah claimed that if they didn't do right, God's mercy would come forth, and he would, and nothing that he could do that would save them because the, the sin was in their heart and not with, were not with God. Why did God want them to uh, stand, him, Jeremiah, to stand in the doorway of the temple? He wanted them to stand in the door, like the doorway of the temple. In the gate, I'm sorry, I mean, the, the gate. gate of the... He wanted them to stand. When you stand, when you stand in the gate, you're going to be holy. You're going to do what God have you to do. You're going to stand and and proclaim every everything that He assigned to your hand. But they didn't want to pay that price. They wanted the protection of the gate, but they didn't want to be holy. They didn't want to stand, and they was formed. He brought them out that they would be holy and be that light, but they wanted to do their will. Oh, okay. Well, a men meant to repent and to change their ways, to stop doing the things that they did so freely and so shamelessly. Now, when God said this, is a, he offered them an opportunity to do what? To, in some of the words, to repent and to, and, and to do his will and to go the way that he wanted to do. But sin was so great in them that they didn't want to pay that price to give it all back unto God. Now, when he was saying, trust not in their lying words, who was he referring to? He was talking about the religious uh, leaders, the priests and and the ones in high officials, where they was feeding them what they wanted to hear and instead of what God wanted them to do. Exactly. Okay. Now, who wants to take the next five? Anyone want to make any, uh, add any input to that? I'm sorry. Anyone want to comment on one through five? Uh, praise God. I just wanted to say, um, as Minister Eddie was explaining, uh, the people uh, they knew the ways of God. They knew what God expected of them. But instead of doing what God uh, had anticipated them to do, to stand as as um, those lights, to stand as examples of his holiness that others that saw would also see the ways of God and would want to uh, do righteousness. But instead of doing what God wanted them to do, just like today, they want to go on in their own ways and, you know, and to do what they wanted to do. And instead of worshiping God the way that God wanted them to worship, they they worship God in, in, in form and fashion. They, they, they put up a pretense, in other words. Uh, they came in just doing exactly what they wanted to do instead of what God wanted them to do and, and thought that God would accept this. And they... They knew deep down inside that God is a holy God, and he's not going to accept just anything. And just like today, he's not just going to accept anything from us, but he wants righteous and holy living. And the Lord told them to amend their ways, which means to reform oneself. Turn around from your wickedness and turn unto the living God in righteousness. And amend also means to correct. So you correct your ways and do that that the Lord wants you to do so that God's blessing will be upon you. Very good. Anybody else want to add to that? I wanted to add, too, that um, uh, in verse 2, when God um, commanded Jeremiah to stand there in the gate, um, he knew that that was a time when um, crowds of people were 
coming, you know, into the into the temple and um and this was the time I think they had like the the different festivities going on and you know, God had given Jeremiah courage and boldness to do his work. So Jeremiah just stood there in the gate preaching to the people, you know, like um, my sister said earlier, telling the people to amend their ways. So Jeremiah stood there in the gate because he knew that those people would be coming, you know, um, through, the, through the gates, you know, going to the temple, doing the festivities or doing the festivals or whatever they were go- coming, uh, going, going to that time of year. So, and that was the ample, the perf- most perfect time, like we said earlier, you know, for him to just preach the word of God saying, you know, amend your ways, you know, you must repent and, and uh, hear the voice of God and, but, you know, and, and God, you know, God in his own mercy, his own kindness, in his own way, he knew that that was um, the perfect timing so that people would be excuseless, you know, they would not say that they didn't know or they didn't hear the word of God like my sister said, that the people knew God's voice and knew God's word. Exactly. I was hoping someone would bring that out by him standing in that gateway. There was no way anybody could enter into the temple and say they did not hear the word of God. Thank you, Evangelist Jane, for bringing that out. Because, you know, sometimes when we give away, we tell people about the word of God, some will say they did not hear. But God had him placed in a position that anybody coming into the temple or near the temple would hear him prophesying and know what was required of them. And uh, anyone else have anything to say? Amen. I just want to say that uh, it comes down to uh, the latter uh, verse of 3, and it says that, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Uh, amen. And uh, 4 says, trust ye not in lying words, saying the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. The temple of the Lord are these. Amen. You know, a lot of people, um, they go in the temple as they did then, and they go in church today. But if your heart, uh, amen, is not in the right place, when you go in, amen, in the presence of God, you will not receive anything. Amen. Because the scripture tells us that blessed are pure in heart. Uh, If your heart is not pure in the presence of the Lord, uh, you're going in empty and you're coming out the same way uh, because you didn't have faith and confidence enough to know uh, that if you go in surrendering unto the Lord, uh, the Lord would hear your prayers and the Lord would come through and bring forth your deliverance that you needed. Uh, Amen. Even in times of old as it is now, we go to the temple or we go to the church to receive something. Uh, and if you don't go in the right desire and in the right uh, hope of receiving something, you will receive nothing. So, you know, it's not the temple, amen, and the church that will bring on deliverance. It's the Spirit of God that's in there. Amen. But we realize in this case those that were in the temple were not providing the unadulterated word of God. They were lying and they were falsely prophesying. And this was one of the reasons why the people had gone astray. So we want to keep in mind that having an open mind to receive, as you said, uh, Minister Beatty, is what we have to do today and what they should have done in times past. But because they had become so corrupt in their ways, 
they didn't they were just going in the temple, coming out, going in, not receiving anything because they were doing it out of formality, not out of a love for God, because they had become idolaters and that that they no longer trusted God. They would believe in the lies of the priests that were given the services and they were lying. So they had become reprobate in mind. But you know Uh huh. Sister, um, Minister Tim, Brother Timothy, one of the things that struck me, and I'm sorry I don't have, because I don't have that part of the scripture in Braille, so I can't, the scriptures, you're going to have to help me a little bit. But oh. you know the, the the verse that talks about lying, Minister Beatty just, just mentioned it. One of the things that struck me with that is that um, the the people believed the lie, the deception, and the deception was that because we we go to the temple, because we worship in the temple, we can do whatever we want to do, and it's okay because God is not going to destroy the temple. He's not he's going to protect us because it's His temple, and that's the lie that they believed that they could do whatever they want to do, live any kind of way, but as long as they go to the temple, they okay. And that's like today, I think today. A lot of us get relaxed. You know, we go to church on Sunday, and then we go out and do whatever we want to do. But then we believe because we go to church on Sunday, because yeah. we got our name on a roll, that it's going to be okay. God is calling for repentance. God yeah. is calling for holiness. God is calling for purity. And you can't fake it. You can't fake it. Just like he just temple that. Where was that that had the Ark of the Covenant? Shallow what? was? Maybe shallow. I, I'm not sure. Shallow. But just like he destroyed Shiloh, he's telling them, I'll destroy you too. Get it right. Amen. Amen. That's further down in this scripture. Yeah. Well, don't oh, okay. I know you're getting excited out there. Come on, Tim. Stay out of it. Stay out in verse 12. Stay okay. out of it. That's all right. I apologize. Go ahead. I don't want to jump ahead. It's That's good. Thank you for that. Um, who wants to take 6 through 11? I'm going, if you oppress not the stranger the fatherless, and the widow, and shed not innocent blood in this place, neither walk after other gods in your heart, I mean to your hurt. Then will I cause you to dwell in this place, in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will you steal, murder, and commit adultery, and swear falsely, and burn incense unto Baal, and walk after other gods whom ye know not, and come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered to do all these abominations. Praise God. And I just want to uh, uh, make a comment on uh, verses 9 and 10. Um, these people, they were going through the ritual of you know, of worship. But their hearts were far away from true worship. Like we said earlier, they were going about doing everything that they wanted to do, but they cast God ways behind them. And as long as they were coming into the temple, in and out of the temple, and doing what they, uh, superficial, uh, I would say, worship, they're putting on a facade as though they were worshiping God, they thought everything were fine. And presenting a pious, maybe, appearance that they are doing. You know how leaders, 
they're in high places and they put on this appearance that they are so holy and so righteous, but underneath it all, they really are not living according to the way that God wants us to live. Praise God. And these this is how these people in Judah uh that they were where they were doing all types of abomination, but yet Praise God, they think in their heart that God had delivered them to do all these abominations. Just like us, when God delivers us, he saves us, set us free. It didn't set us free to, to continue in sin and continue doing the things that we want to do. Mm-hmm. He does that we will be changed, men and women, so that we can go out and compel other men and women mm-hmm. to come into the Lord and serve him in true holiness. Okay, I want to ask you a question. Uh, uh, what does it mean to oppress not? What was it that he wanted uh, the people of God to do when he said oppress not? Don't lay any heavy burdens on them. All right. And to shed not innocent blood in in the play, in this place. That's your um, verse six. Yeah, I see. And shed not innocent blood in this place. Well, really, when you when you when you cast a stumbling block before souls, and you create harm to souls, like I said, you you're lying, you're cheating, you're stealing. You're shedding innocent blood that way. Okay. Because you cast a stumbling block before God's people. And causing them to err. I just wanted you to explain it thoroughly so, you know, there won't be any space for uh, misunderstanding. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Anyone else want to have any input on uh, five, six through ten? That shed innocent blood, that that whole passage, isn't that part of the Ten Commandments? He, I think you just read maybe two, three, four, five of the Ten Commandments. Exactly, five of them. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, not steal, not murder, not commit adultery, not to swear falsely. Amen. Um, the part that really gets me was they had turned from um, serving God and had used the same thing that God had delivered the people of Egypt from to give unto Baal, mm-hmm. which was an idol. And wow. it was hard for it should have been hard for them to do that because. In doing that, they just took the one true living God and put him back on the burner and said, uh, he's no longer, we delivered now, we don't need him anymore, and they're going to do all these acts and everything before this God called Baal and worry about the consequences. But every sin comes with consequence, and here we know that we realize through these uh, first ten verses that they have totally lost the fear of God. Amen. I also say like uh, in eight when it says uh, the lying words is of the, the religious leader of Jerusalem and that cannot profit the temple worship, cannot uh, profit them evil. Mm-hmm. And it also was saying that uh, 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 in number nine, is this your way of life? Course of thief to be a thief, a murderer, a liar, and a and a and an adultery. 
He's presenting it to the people. Do they want to live this way? Do they, do they want to stand this way and not let God do it? Because do you put your trust in the lying and all the thieves, the thieving and the murdering and the adultery? He was telling the asking the people that. Do you want to do this? And that 10th verse really sort of hits you right in the core of your heart because uh, in doing all this, which they, they come into God's house, which is called by his name, and say that they were delivered to do all these things. Mm-hmm. Now that, right there and then, I would have fell to my knees and I would have been crying out, Lord, forgive me for these stupid people for saying these things because we know that's not why you delivered us from. You delivered us that we could live holy, we could praise you and worship you freely without fear. But here... No fear at all was about, about these people. They felt what they were doing was, they said, because of falsely believing and because of the scales that were over their eyes, they believed they were doing God's will. So uh, who wants to, anyone else want to comment on that? I wanted to add, too, uh, when he uh, mentioned about the um, that we've taken God's house as a den of thieves, and, um, and and actually you're saying that, you know, it's like we said earlier that we've taken God's house to um, hide our adulterous ways, our fornicating ways, whatever ways we we have decided that we want to go. Some people think of den of thieves thinking that we are stealing God's money, but we've actually taken God's house to hide in secret, to hide in just because we are worshiping in God's house, but we decided that we're going to hide there. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily just stealing money, but you're taking God's house as a covering, you've a place to hide yourself because you've committed these sins. You've you've you decided that you're going to do things your own way. You're going to operate in secret, um, and and God just wants His people to know that even though you you might be hiding in number, you might be think might think that you're hiding. But God is a revealer of all secrets, and he can see your secret sins. Amen. I like that, that they think they're hiding and getting protection of God when, in fact, they're only putting themselves in more harm. I, I thank Amen. you for explaining that. Mm-hmm. Anyone want have any other input? Hey, man, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, these people had been taught the ways of God through Josiah. Josiah had been a king that had uh, come back and established the righteousness of, of God in the nation. But after, as they say in the scripture, he fell asleep. Uh, amen. Those that came behind him, they came and did every abominable thing uh, that they uh, was not supposed to do. Therefore, the Lord would not uh, rebuke a person for something that they know not to do but only to those that know what to do, especially if they are the called of God. Mm -hmm. So these people, they knew that they were doing wrong, but they desired to do what they were doing because of false leadership and because of the fact that they did not want to pay the price of salvation. And that's the way people are now. The Scripture says to him that know it to do good and do it not is sin. And people now, in general, knows the ways of righteousness. But their environment many times 
causes them to go in the path that they are going nowadays. Uh, so therefore, the Lord can just remind them about the old path and about amending your ways. Amen. Amen. We want to move on to uh, verse 11. Okay. Is this house which is called by my name become a den of robbers in your eyes? Behold, even I have seen it, saith the Lord. But go ye now unto my place, which was in Shiloh, where I set my name at the first, and see what I did to it for the wickedness of my people Israel. And now, because ye have done all these works, saith the Lord, and I spake unto you, raising up early and speaking, but ye heard not, and I called you, but ye answered not. Therefore will I do unto this house, which is called by my name, wherein ye trust, and unto the place which I gave to you and to your fathers, as I have done to Shiloh. So it's 15 also, right? And I will cast you out of my sight, as I have cast out all your brethren, even the whole seed of Ephraim. And it's like it's explaining right up here. Is this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers, as you were always saying earlier, you know, in the above, a den of robbers uh, uh, that's in God's house. They're still they're committing all kinds of sin, but yet they're going to God's house as if they're not doing anything, uh, not committing no sin. Um, and God is telling them to amend their ways, but they don't want to, do what God tells them to do. They want to still do what they want to do. And God is saying that, you know, but go ye now unto my place, which was in Shiloh, to go see what I did to that place because of the wickedness that they uh, um, were doing uh, uh, in Shiloh. And he said he was, what he was going to do there. And now because ye have done all these works, saith the Lord, and I speak unto you, raising up and getting up early, and speaking, but ye heard not. They won't listen. No matter what he's told them and how he's had Jeremiah speak to them, but they don't want to hear it. They refuse to hear it. They want to hear what they want to hear. And that's going back up to where the lying, to the lying prophets and telling them what they want to hear and do what they want to do so they will have excuses to do what they want to do. Now, um, for those of us that don't know, can, who can decide, tell us what shallow was and what it was, what it meant to God and its outcome? Shallow was the central city of Israel. It was called the um, religious center for almost a hundred years. It was a place where the tabernacle, the meeting, and the altar of God had stayed for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And that was Jerusalem. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was the south, at the southwest end. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was an ancient city north of Israel settlement. Mm -hmm. But you're referring to Jerusalem as being the central point where um, all different Christians came to worship and to give honor to God. Right. So... uh, Shallow was once the chosen place of God, and 
God wind up destroying it based on what? The wickedness of the people. Yeah. All right. He said that he was going to judge Jerusalem the same way during the king, and that the Lord destroyed it because of Jerusalem's sin. Amen. Of Jerusalem's sin or Shallow's sin? I mean, Shallow's sin. He was going right. to destroy Okay. We I, all think, I think Shallow was destroyed twice, right? By the Philistines and the Assyrians. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, in battle, but the greatest destruction was when God's anger was kindled against them for the very thing that the people of Judah are doing. Right. And if you look down a little further when uh, Mother Jameson was reading, he said he even um, destroyed, cast out, in that 15th verse, and I will cast out of my sight as I have cast out of your brethren, all your brethren. Even his seed. Whole seed of Ephraim. Uh-huh. Ephraim became an idolater, turned away from God, and another name was put. I can't remember the name, Evangelist Beatty, uh, maybe you can, that they gave for the tribe of Ephraim once he became an idolater and uh, walked away from God. But they uh, removed his name as a member of the 12 tribes. Right off here, and I can't think of it. Okay. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, I'll, I had an information for you next week uh, as to what the name was given based on him becoming an abomination before God. And um, that was very good, Mother Jameson. Thank you very much for bringing out that. I like the part where in the 13th verse it tells that God would rise up early in the morning to meet and talk with his people, but mm-hmm. now that he would get up early to meet with them, they were not showing up. They were failing to keep the appointment with God. Another way of saying they had walked away, turned their back on God, and didn't want to do his perfected will anymore. It's amazing how um, you can be so much in love with God, and then when God give you everything that you need, deliver you from your slavery and the raft of an overseer or a ruler and get, put you into a land of milk and honey, and you forget well, why what you to that point. And that, that's uh, history repeating itself because so many times, even in countries that battle, when they've been delivered and they are put into another land where they can choose and make their own laws, they do the same thing. They forget the first ten commandments that God gave them, and they make up their own laws according to what they want to do and how they want to live. And this is exactly what had happened to these people. They had chose to make their own laws. The priest had chose not to judge, not to abide with the word of God, not to give the people the truth of the word of God, but they decided to sort of sugarcoat it and let them know, you know, God's not going to get upset if you go and commit adultery. Go party in this house and bring your friends and all of you get together and you do these abominations before God. God's not going to say anything. He delivered you into this land to do whatever you wanted to do. And for many, it sounds good, but deep down in the heart of those that truly love God, they know that's not the truth. Mm -hmm. And God has said in Chapter 5, 
if there had not been one righteous among them, he would have destroyed them in chapter 5. Right. It's still somebody striving to do the perfected will of God, which means those that strive to do God's will bring mercy on those that are being sinful and doing all these abominations before God. And it, it makes you think and makes you value your relationship with God that much the more to know that God will send a prophet to warn you and give you warning after warning until his anger becomes so great that he has to react to it. And that's another reason why the Lord say in his word, it's okay to get angry, but sin not in your anger, because when you sin in your anger, everything, every hurt, every pain, every, is a reaction to that uh, anger, and it causes great sin and damage. Anyone else want to input here with uh, uh, 11, 10 through 15? If not, who wants to take 16 to 20? Volunteers. Angela's Jane. Hey, man, she might have uh, had something to do. I'll take it. Uh, verse 16. Therefore, pray not thou for this people, neither lift up cry nor prayer for them. Neither make intercession to me, for I will not hear thee. Seest thou not what they do in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire, and the women knead their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven, and to pour out drink offerings unto other gods, that they may provoke me to anger. Do they provoke me to anger, saith the Lord? Do they not provoke themselves to the confusion of their own faces? Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, mine anger and my fury shall be poured out upon this place, upon man and upon beast and upon the trees of the field, and upon the fruit of the ground, and it shall burn, and shall not be quenched. Amen. Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, put your burnt offerings unto your sacrifices, Mm -hmm. and eat flesh. Amen. The Lord is uh, making known that after he has taught, amen, and told us what to do, amen, he's not requiring anybody to intercede and to pray for those that he has already told uh, to do what is right. Uh, and many times, you know, people get into many straits in life, uh, and then they want somebody to pray them out, or they get in trouble, amen, or they start falling short in their livelihood, uh, and then they request his prayers of those that they know that are living holy in the presence of the Lord. Uh, but many times the Lord get just like 
many people do. When I say that, I mean that he gets tired of unrighteousness. Uh, he gets tired of showing himself faithful. Uh, he gets tired of being merciful unto those that do not deserve his mercy, uh, those that trample uh, his mercy underground. Uh, amen. But he desired that all would serve him, that all would love him and appreciate him. Uh, amen. And we know if you love God, you will serve God. Uh, you will abide in God. You will obey God. Um, but once you get out of the league with God, uh, then you'll start doing everything that's ungodly. You know, many people, after they've known God, they will fear God. And when the fear of God is gone, there's nothing left. Um, amen. Just like uh, when a fire is burning, after the fire is gone, there's nothing but ashes. Uh, and you can do nothing with those ashes. You can't ignite them. You can't use them for any special purpose that you would desire because they have lost all of the strength, uh, amen, and all of the necessary nutrients that would be used for a major purpose. Uh, and that's the way God is. Uh, he wants all of us to abide in him, to love him. Uh, as the scripture says, to stand therefore in his liberty where he has made us free. And if we do these things, uh, we will find favor with God and and God would not turn from us and uh, cause those that he knows that are in favor to seek him for us. Um, but we would abide in his presence in righteousness. Uh, Minister Bailey, uh, in 18th verse, can you explain uh, who the queen of heaven was? Amen. The queen of heaven, um, I can't call her name, but it, it was... Astra. It was a. It, it wasn't a, a a god. It was what they had made a god. Amen. It was a a a figure of men's uh, inventions, we'll say. They had molded and, and made a statue, amen, as they did of the many other gods. Uh, and they felt that they got refuge and they got virtue and all from this statue, as uh, they say, from this wooden god. And they would make gods because, as they were saying, the children would go out and gather wood uh, just to make this uh false God, amen, and they would do all of the things, the people would do all of the things to erect this false God, uh, that they would worship uh, this false God, and false God was a God of another nation, it was not the God uh, of the creation of the people. Amen, thank you for saying that. Um, anyone have any input between those verses? Something you might want to share with the people of God? Oh, boy. I was looking up in one of my uh, uh, Bible books about the Queen of Heaven. Uh, the Jews are worshiping Ishtar, I-S-H-T-A-R, an Assyrian and Babylonian goddess, also called Ashtart, the wife of Baal. Or Molech, because these deities symbolized genitive power. Their worship involved prostitution. Amen. Amen. Thank you for bringing that out, Mother. Amen, uh, It was another um, uh, on uh, Ephraim, um, um, 
for you and um, until Dorothy, you know, again, this Dorothy looks up. Uh, Ephraim, it was saying, represents the northern kingdom of Israel since it was the leading tribe. Uh, that's in Second Kings 17.23. As God exiled them to Assyria in 7.22 before Christ, though they were more in number and power, so he will do to, he will do to the southern kingdom. That was uh, for verse uh, seven, uh, seven fifteen. Thank you. Now, uh, anybody else have any input? If not, we're going to move on to verse twenty two through twenty six. Who wants to read that? Minister Tim, if you would like to have a reader, I'm praying that our evangelist Dorothy would read for you. If you want to uh, take the next five verses. Mm, we'll do that. We'll do that for chapter eight. We'll do that next week. That'll be good. That's a good idea. Thank you. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. So, okay. Let me just go on and read it. For I spake not unto your fathers, nor commanded them, in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices, but this. Thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and ye shall be my people, and walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well unto you. But they hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels and in the imagination of their evil heart, went backward and not forward. Since the day that your fathers came forth out of the land of Egypt unto this day, I have even sent unto you all my servants, the prophets, daily rising up early and sending them. Praise God. And, um, you know, um, verse uh, 22, uh, these sacrifices and things came about because they failed to obey the laws of obedience. They They did not want to keep God's laws that he had given and so when they they fail to obey God and uh, keeping His words and whatnot, then then the Lord instituted uh, the sacrifices and the offerings. But it wasn't so from the beginning. He just wanted them to obey Him, but they didn't want to do that. And then um, God constantly was sending His prophets unto them to warn them of impending judgment if they didn't amend their ways, but they still didn't hearken. And it's just a continuation of God, just his mercy, you know, continually trying to strive with them to bring them back unto true worship, unto true holiness, and to doing the things that he wanted them to do. But their hearts were evil, praise God. And so they they went after their own imaginations, just like... um over in Romans 2, and he said that because they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobated mind, that they would do those things that were not convenient, you know, and so God's judgment, you know, will fall on them because they're not retaining God's knowledge. They just, like, cast it behind them. They mm-hmm. can left. Amen, amen. Anyone else want to add to this? Okay, we're going to have to stop on the 26th verse because we're running out of time. And uh, we'll pick up on 
uh, next week on 7 verse 26. We're going to ask our minister, James Beatty, if he will close with prayer tonight. Amen. Father God, we thank you. We honor you. We appreciate you, God. We love you with all our hearts, God. And Lord God, even in spite of all of our faults and our failures, God, and our coming short, our soul do it love you. And God, we are thankful and grateful to you how you have thus moved. We know, God, that you have touched somebody's mind. You have touched somebody's heart. You have given somebody some answers, God, to what's been challenging their minds, uh, what's been pricking at their hearts, God. Uh, and God, we know that you have saved tonight and you have sanctified tonight. Uh, you have filled with the Holy Ghost and that with a mighty burning fire. Our faith and our confidence believes in you, O oh God. Uh, and Lord, we are praying even so, God, as we depart, uh, Lord, from this service, God, that you will continue your will, your way, and your work, God. Uh, in the hearts of those that are hearing them and want to abide in you, want to do better in their lives and finding you, serving you, and then letting you have free course. And even so now, we ask that thou would go with all of us and keep us with these same things in mind until we meet again in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank all of you for joining us tonight. Be blessed and have a Wonderful evening in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Love you all. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.